Today's episode is presented by Clark's. Clark's story began almost 200 years ago when Cyrus and James Clark made a slipper from sheepskin. At the time, it was groundbreaking, a combination of invention and craftsmanship that remained at the heart of what Clark's does. From the very beginning, Clark's has always thought differently. Brilliant ideas are what set Clark's apart. We are teaming up with Clark's and Podgo to bring you up to 30% off of select items, including on the iconic Clark's Desert Boot by going to podgo.co slash Clark's. That's P-O-D-G-O dot C-O slash C-L-A-R-K-S. Welcome to another episode of the so-called Oreos podcast, the podcast where we discuss all the awkwardness, hardship, and hilarity that comes along with society labeling you white on the inside and black on the outside, also known as an Oreo. I am one of your co-hosts, Kia Swin, and I'm here with Amari Pollard and Janae Price. Gang, gang. Also, it's the first day of spring today. Oh my God, it is? Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Didn't even. Yeah. I got a free Dunkin' iced coffee because the first day of spring. Is that everywhere? Oh, I had a coupon, so I don't know oh. if you have to oh. have a coupon for it. Oh. <laughs> I'd be cutting coupons and like never remembering that I have them. I need to be like my mom. She keeps them in a envelope in her, a coupon in her car. Oh. So she just whips them out whenever yeah i feel like that's definitely an older woman thing <laughs> it is <laughs> to, to always save money um well how are you guys doing today um, or in general quick updates from me uh i did this hair like two weeks ago i'm taking it out today tell them what the hairstyle is um these are butterfly locks they're supposed to look like messy distressed dreadlocks um but I have a very sensitive scalp and I don't think I you're supposed to like do a a vinegar rinse before you install the hair and I don't think I use enough vinegar so my scalp's acting crazy I don't like the way it looks and there you go I've I've just decided you only kept it in for two weeks yeah two weeks damn I mean I it took me six hours to do I feel like oh, I got okay. about took more. No, it took me six hours to do. I feel like two weeks and six hours. There's there's a yeah. good payoff there. It's just like my scalp is constantly itchy. I just I feel like it defeats the purpose if I'm like all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um I got my nails off. Um You're a new woman. I'm a new woman. I'm for spring. I'm back to being natural, Janae. Um I started a new anime that I'm crazy about. Jujutsu Kaisen. It's so good. I wish you ladies watched anime. Um I'm sorry. But you don't I, tell me what show would be the best introduction to anime and I will watch. Okay. So do you think you would be more of like an action and fighting Mm-mm. or do you, yeah, figured love, <laughs> yeah. romance, yeah. comedy, mm-hmm. maybe even some adventure. I have to think, I have to okay. think and I'll text you. That's okay. I'm okay. But yes, text to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously. Like, you, you know, I feel, I feel 
like, um, like, you know how people in relationships want their partner to, even if they don't enjoy what they do to at least try something that they like, I think that's something you have to do with your friends. Like Janae loves anime and, uh, K was it like, is it K dramas? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, K dramas and stuff. So I feel like, you know, I want to, I want to understand that as a friend. So if that's something you enjoy, I want to watch, you know? This reminds me of when I was talking to this guy and I was super hyped about Dua Lipa because she had just had her album. And I was so hyped. Like I just bought money to see like her and uh, at like Panorama. It was like a big deal because she wasn't coming to the States. And I like played this album for him and I was like so hyped. And he just goes, it's okay. <laughs> and I'm a like, soul crusher. You suck. <laughs> wow. And, you know, Kia, I totally get that because as I've kind of like, I've been into anime my entire life and, you know, my love for K-pop has really grown recently. And it sucks when like, you're just lightly trying to show someone your interest and they're like, that's dumb without even looking at it, paying attention to it. It, it, it hurts. It hurts. And I'm really finding myself gravitating towards people who are, who can at least, I don't know, look at it and be like, okay. And like, just humor me, just humor me. Mm-hmm. Instead of just yeah. being like, well, I'm not into that. And it's like, you don't even know what it is. You haven't even given it a try. I was, so, yeah, I like, couldn't, I think I was just in shock that that was his response. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll just fuck so, off, I guess. And that's, <laughs> I feel like that's why sometimes I'm so protective over the things I like because like it really, I don't know if this is dramatic, but like it hurts when like you love something and you show it to someone that you like or just like, you know, whose opinion matters to you and they just like don't like it. It just does something to the heart. It where does. You're, where you're, oh, really? And I, I want to be a secure person who can be like, well, I like this. And if you don't, it doesn't matter because I still like it. I want to be that secure person, but I'm not there yet. Maybe when I'm 30, I'll be there. But right now <laughs> I'm not there. So it still kind of is like, you know, mm-hmm. um, I feel like luckily, I mean, yeah, I guess this is a PSA. If you do that shit, just cut it out because it's mean. <laughs> but I feel like the only thing I would be like mad if a partner didn't like was comedy because I feel like that's like most of my life. So then we just probably wouldn't enjoy the same thing. That's about it, though. I feel like you would I feel like it would be maybe there are people who don't enjoy comedy but I feel like because it's such a wide genre I feel like you might get in more trouble where it's like okay now what comedian do you like yeah that's true and then I feel like what kind of genre of comedy is this so I also don't understand people who like Monty Python I feel like I can say this here because I've never heard that (laughs) word come out of like any black or brown person's mouth. I was about to say, what is that? Like some white people dumb comedy? I don't know what that is. It's like this cult classic. I remember, I don't even know. I was introduced to it in college. I don't think I even got through the first 10 minutes. I was just really confused. We should all watch clips together. Ooh, that would be fun. Oh, okay. We should do like a YouTube Yes, reaction like a live streaming of us <laughs> watching Monty Python because I don't know any black person that knows what that 
There's like this genre of white comedy that was like in the 90s and early 2000s. And it's like space balls. Is that like Chris Farley? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. But it's just like weird and it's not funny. And it's very like Wayne's World. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm going to get shit for that. But I don't think I didn't like. I mean, I've never watched any of these things, but I doubt they're funny. I doubt I would personally find them funny. Um, I will say I. I'm watching Workaholics right now because I always wanted to watch it, but I was like in college. So I'm like revamping on things when I was like too busy in college to watch. And I don't know why I love it so much, but I do. Like it's just three white, like 20 year olds. Do you love it so much or you just love that boy? No, no. I I think I'm just like in a dry spell that I love him because I'm like, this is this is getting bad here. I even like Blake, the one with that curly hair. I'm like, he's not even attractive. I'm like going insane. I don't know. There are, some, there are some angles sometimes. There are some faces he makes. That I feel like he is attractive. Wait, the one with the big yeah, hair? Yeah, I won't I won't follow oh, okay. you because sometimes he was, he's in the show uh, Woke on Hulu. Oh, is he? Yeah, and I only watched watch one that. episode because heavy. Uh, so I took a break, but I was looking at him and I started to think, is he attractive? I feel like I'm attracted to him. I don't know. It's weird, right? It's weird. I'm like, I think it's so funny. But then I was like, wait, why am I, why is Ander Holmes my, my guy now? He's my guy now. I'm like, if I could pick my husband, I think it's Ander Holmes. But he's married and he has kids. So I'm like, ugh, boo. As if, as if I, it was going to be <laughs> so possible to get in touch with him. <laughs> I can bag Honor Holmes. If I saw him, I think I think I could do it. But Honor Holmes look alike. I'm like, that's I just feel like he fits that seven, eight cute, but like not a ten. And he's really nice and he'll be a perfect husband. I feel like he's that. Okay. Really quickly, we want to shift gears to talk about some current events. Um, as you guys know, I'm sure people who regularly listen to the show, we record every two weeks. Um, so by the time you guys hear this, it's going to be, you know, a little bit after the fact. But um, this past week, there was a shooting in Atlanta, Georgia, where I'm pretty sure the number now is eight um, women, Asian women, were killed by a white gunman. Um you know, we just thought it was important to talk about this and and bring this up. And especially because the episode topic, we haven't gotten into it yet, is going to be about COVID, kind of like a one-year update on, I don't know, it's like a COVID anniversary because it's March. This is when things started really going down for people. Um, and the shooting really kind of has... I don't know, put a spotlight on a lot of the Asian hate that's been going on in this country since our past president, Trump, started calling the coronavirus the Chinese virus, um, which was a disgusting and terrible thing to do, but it's really led to the rise of hate in this country. Um, And the shooting, obviously, is the product of that. Um, We want to condemn terrorism on this platform and just condemn hatred and racism and the disgusting disgusting behavior that's been happening towards marginalized and minority groups fuck donald trump and fuck anyone who voted for donald trump because people think it's just like funny and all this stuff and it's like when you give someone a platform like that there are consequences and like the people who suffer those consequences aren't the trump supporters it's the people on that other side so i also think it's really disturbing to even see how the police department has addressed it as this being a white man's bad day. Oh, so a white man is able to have a bad day and murder eight people. 
And he's still alive. And he's still alive. At that point. Was, had his bulletproof vest. And then only to find out that that same police officer promoted shirts that essentially called the virus um, what Trump had been saying about it. And so we keep on seeing proof that people within the police department are not necessarily working for all citizens. And it's really alarming. And also the fact that they're trying to separate people are so dumb guys. I'm sorry. People are so dumb. They're like, he has a sex addiction and it's like, he fetishizes Asian women. Point that blank, is, period. That is racism. Like that is steeped in racism, misogyny, and we need to stop acting like these things can't overlap. Like, yeah. where does like, okay, like ugh, it's yeah. I think that's a good point though because I feel like when people do that whole even with black people like chocolate mocha stuff and they're Trump supporters like. Like I've had so many conservative people like say shit like that to me where I'm like, you you are racist and you'll still fetishize me to my face. And then I think a lot of white men do that too, where they'll fetishize Asian women, but then like really they like hate Asian people. And it's like, you guys see that that's a problem. It's not just a preference or whatever. Like, nah, that it's, it runs deeper than that. Yeah. And I think we need to just do a better job of like openly talking about these things instead of just letting them slide. Like, this shooter, I don't know anything about him. I have not done any research about him, but I'm pretty sure that he has social media and I'm pretty sure that he's been open about his hatred on social media once or twice or that people in his life knew that this was a possibility, that people in his life knew. I mean, his family members had to fucking ID him. Yeah, Like... Y'all knew that this was in your child's purview, that this wasn't something that was completely out of reach. And I just feel like if we were to have open conversations about these things, then we could stop them. We could stop this domestic terrorism. We could stop this white hate from bubbling over and killing and hurting people. And that's why you have to just like do your part in taking, you know, standing up for people in your circle because I feel like when you ask white people they're like oh that's just how my granddaddy is he's just from Mm -hmm. the 50s or whatever 30s and it's like okay well my grandmother's from the 30s and she don't do that and she doesn't hate white people even though y'all like threw bricks at her so I don't we also need to (laughs) you know what I'm saying we also need to talk about the fact that he bought the gun the same day that he murdered all those people oh that's disgusting so many issues that just highlight that was wrong in this country and sadly i just don't think it's gonna change and i really think it's up to white people sandy hook was the murdering of children and the they still didn't care exactly and the way that people were able to twist that and say it was a all a hoax yeah those are children from that indication was to me seemed to like this this thing is never going to be fixed because you're okay with and an, that was 10 okay years with, ago was right. that 10 years ago you're okay with children dying being murdered because as long as they get money from like gun lobbyists they don't care and again that's it runs deep like capitalism like that like they care more about the money if it's not their kid they don't care and it really sucks because that's really just reality No, it's insane to me, the thought that, you know, Black people will get killed or other racial groups will get killed. 
and it'll be, oh, he was a thief. Oh, he has a history of X, Y, and Z. He's done blah, blah, blah. He, you know, had a record. But then a white man goes and kills eight Asian women and it's, he had a bad day. He had a sex addiction. I don't, I don't see, I don't see it. I don't see it. I feel like people like that, they're just never going to change. They're always going to like be racist and like justify racism. And for me, I don't know, maybe I'm because I'm just numb to everything because I'm like, I just don't know what else I could do at this point. Like I could do my part in like getting educated and voting and making sure I like stand up for people and say and march and everything. But like at the end of the day, it really comes down to white people fixing this. There was a tweet that you sorry, there's a tweet that I think either Kia shared or someone shared. And it was like, when the same group of people keeps on committing these crimes, it's up to that group of people to change it. Because it's always the people who are, we as minorities, the violence is happening to us. And then we are also expected to fix what is happening to us when we are not perpetrating that. And that's just- We can't fix it though. We can't fix it. We can't even even grieve. Like- it's like you can't even grieve because you need to go out and like do something. And but also we don't like we don't have the power. Yeah. And I saw a tweet, too. And it said black women can't be your target and your shield. And I was like, yeah, we can't. You want us to do everything and fight for everyone. And then you also want to kill us so, and attack us and put us down. So it's like we can't be your target and your shield. I feel like as minorities, the only thing that we can do is stay together at this point. Like the only thing that we can do is really support each other. As someone who loves Asian culture and always has loved Asian culture, I'm taking a step. I'm taking a look at myself and I'm taking a step back and being like, do I fetishize this culture? Do I support it? How do I support it? But I feel like as people of color, that's basically all we can do. This is not a system that benefits us. This is not a system that was made for us or by us. So we just don't have nearly as much power as white people do. So we just have have to to do our part. We have to support each other. And whether that's like in social settings or like getting educated or work and it sucks that we have to do all the work. But like, yeah, I do. I think it's going to come down to as much as it sucks us versus them. But that's how it always was. Yep. And I watched um, Judas and the Black Messiah recently. And you see Fred Hampton was going around to several different groups, several different groups. And I just feel like that's what we have to do. We have to go to the Asian community, go to the Hispanic community, you know, go to the LGBTQ community. But we have to do it smarter because they knew he was doing that shit and they killed him. Exactly. Exactly. See how he got racist white people to be like, listen, you hate us so much, but like at the end of the day, you're poor. These white people don't care about you. And that's really what it is with Donald Trump. Like y'all hate black people so much that the 13% of us in this society, you think in this country, you think we ruin the the country, all this, that third, but at the end of the day, you're still poor. And if we go, you're next. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, so you can do all this and hate black people and do all whatever for whatever reason that they told you. And at the end of the day, you're still never going to get the same privilege that they are because you care about money and you're not going to get yep. there. I just I just feel like at this point, it's all about maintaining your power in this country and they will wipe out any, any, any group. Honestly, I feel like all of this Asian hate is due to not only Trump with the coronavirus, but the mainstreaming and popularization of Asian culture. Maybe I'm just really, really deep in it, but in my opinion, I'm seeing a spike in anime. I'm seeing a spike in people talking about, you know, 
K-pop and Korean dramas, I'm seeing a spike in all that stuff. Once again, could be because I'm deep in it. So that's what I immerse myself in. But it seems like these things are becoming more mainstream. Um, and they don't like and it. Yeah, I think because of that, people don't like it. People aren't used to it. Listen, it was so acceptable a few years ago to make stereotypes about Asian people. It was so acceptable to laugh and say, haha, Asian people can't drive or or Asian people are really good at math. Like that was in high school where people were making those jokes and no one would say shit about it. I would always be like, ah, is that OK to say? But that's because I'm a minority. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I, I just feel like this spike, white people just ain't used to it and they sick over it. Well, it's I, I think it all comes down to also just the whole issue here is fear of losing power. And mm-hmm. as we see more people immigrating to the U.S., they feel, you know, a loss of power. And you see increase. There's an I think there's been an increase um, in the Asian community and in Georgia. I know a lot of these hate crimes are happening in California. The number of, you know, people who identify as Asian in California is high. Also, I think it's worth pointing out too, that a lot of these hate crimes are geared towards women. I think 40% are, are towards women and also the elderly. Like I was looking at a list of a lot of, um, the, the hate crimes that have happened. And there was an exceptional number of elderly people that were murdered. And so you're, you're attacked. So not only are you just attacking a community, but you're specifically attacking certain people within the community that you feel like may not be able to properly protect themselves. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. You're a predator. That's your predator. That's what it is. You said this person I can take out, this person I can hurt. I actually saw a video, um, some white man in California tried to attack an Asian woman and she fucked him up. She fucked him up. He was on a gurney. He was on a gurney and she was standing there, mind you. She had a very swollen face and was bloody, but he was on a gurney. And I'm like, you go. You go, woman. Fuck him up. He, he deserved the, all that. He picked the wrong one. He picked the wrong one. And that's disgusting. I hope they put his ass under the jail for attacking an elderly woman like that. That's disgusting. But as Kia always says, who raised you? Who raised who you? Raised you? <laughs> who raised white you? Folk. Anyway. It's the white people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's that was just our spill. Stop being racist. OK. Um, <laughs> also, if you want to support this platform, we have. Oh, we have a public discord that you guys should check out. It's basically a group chat with me, Amari and Janae. It's really fun. We talk about dating, everything on the show, white people, celebrities being stupid. The Migos cheating, whatever you can oh think about. We talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get it. Did you see that someone said the cheaters girls? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, and my my girl, the story, even though Amari didn't agree with it, I said if dudes cheat, always pick the hottest and richest one. Because I personally am not getting dogged out by ugly and broke dudes. I ain't getting dogged out by anyone, me. ladies. And that's why yeah. I said I don't need no mans. Got to do what you got to do. But if you want one, get a rich one. <laughs> At least take his money. I don't know. That's what I I love, I love, I love, I love. So yesterday I had a hectic day at work and then I immediately got to get my my nails taken off. So I wasn't like on my phone like that. Um, Cause getting these nails taken off to 
hours. But anyway, um, I was just scrolling through Instagram and seeing one of the amigos, what is it, Quavo, sweetie, was with? I can't even remember. Quavo, yeah. Um, and him being like, you're not the woman I thought you was. Oh, yeah. But have a stupid. nice life. Boy, bye. Shut the hell up. Because she outed you for being a nasty nigga? Like, what? And her response was like 15 for 10. Like I was like, sweetie is just a queen. Uh, like every response she had to him was just like, but leave it point. to a man to try to make you feel guilty about something he did wrong. That's what leave they always it to do. a man for gaslighting you about publicizing the fact that he's a dog. Leave it to a man. If you didn't want no one to know you cheat, don't cheat. Maybe don't cheat. Don't cheat. Maybe don't cheat. I I look back on like my past relationship of all the times I was gaslit for being like honest and it just it it makes me so angry. This is something that I will never ever ever accept again. Oh yeah, once you once you learn that lesson you're like I'm not going back. I wish. But it's a great point to to get there. It is. It is cuz I want to do to try me now so I can be like Oh yeah, don't don't try, try it. It's not gonna end well. People might not agree with this. I'm a little weird, but I've always said like I I find it so interesting that men think that they're smarter than women and that they can somehow like get away with things and no one's gonna find out. I would love someone to test me. Like I would love for you to try test me. Try, and if you can't, I actually and, don't want you to do you, it because I don't know what I don't mean. I don't want to be there, but like. You know, I'm going to find out. And also the thing is, like, I feel like I'd be more disappointed to be like, oh, you're so dumb. Like, you couldn't even do that correctly. Like, you couldn't even hide it. So just don't do it because you're not going to outsmart. You're not going to outsmart a woman. Like, And I don't know why you even think you could outsmart a, wo- a woman. We live in a society that makes things easier for men, which means women have to work harder. And smarter. And smarter. For everything. Speaking about smarter. Guys heterosexual men particularly what like if you have a woman that is ambitious she got her money she talented i don't know what sweetie likes what she's like in bed but i can't imagine it's bad and so if you got all that in a woman why are you gonna have to put more energy into a whole ass other person because they're greedy and quavo is not even like he's just rich and greedy that's really what it comes down to cheated on beyonce We'll just leave it it's at that. It's never going to make, it's never it going to make, make sense. sense. <laughs> it's never going to, if, if Jay-Z could cheat on Beyonce, the epitome of womanhood, the epitome of attractive, fineness, beautifulnessnessness, a goddess, literally a goddess. If Jay-Z could cheat on Beyonce, none of us stand a chance. You just got to find a guy who's good enough. You just got to find a guy who's not a dog. Or has left his doggy dog ways behind. It's possible, I think it's possible. it's possible. I think it's. I look at men like my brother, for example. He's a great stand-up, honest, charismatic guy who is fantastic and loving and great. And there, it's possible. It's possible. But you know why? Because he grew up with two sisters who bullied him into everything. That's why get you a man with sisters. And Jay Z didn't have any sisters, I don't think. So therefore dog anyway we're <laughs> completely off topic yeah um also the discord link see this is fun just join our discord link um also we have merch it is available on all our social media links um it's pretty dope and again you'll be supporting us and just follow us on socials because we do pretty fun also, stuff sorry to um, add to your merch statement if you buy the merch you know just like maybe take a picture of yourself looking cute in it and like 
put it on Instagram and, you know, tag us, you know? Yeah. Help just, us out. And if you have bought the merch, yeah, just, you know, take a picture, Instagram stories, Twitter, whatever you like. Just tag so-called Oreos. It's free. The merch isn't free, but the promotion is free. So just, you know, do that. Um, damn, my dog is wanting to come in. But I'm going to do this week in Black, black History. <laughs> March 21st, 1965, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. led thousands of people on a 54-mile march from Selma to Montgomery, Alabama, to call for voting rights for African Americans. As we know, this is um, depicted in the film Selma. Um, Then March 24th, 1837, Blacks won the right to vote in Canada. And March 24th, 2002, Holly Berry became the first Black woman to win an Academy Award for Best Actress for her performance in the movie Monster Ball. So I picked this just to say that March 24th, 1837, that Blacks won the right to vote in Canada, which is wild. That is so much further than America. And uh, even in 1965, like we had to fight for, for voting rights, but in Canada it was 1837. So I just think that's crazy. And also I just bought up Holly Berry because Amari doesn't like her. So <laughs> so for this week on Black Professionals We Love, I want to hold space for Kansas City civil rights activist Alvin Sykes. Uh, he unfortunately passed away yesterday at the age of 64 after suffering from several I can't talk after suffering from several uh, medical complications brought on by a fall two years ago. Sykes was a self-taught legal scholar who worked to reopen cold cases from the civil rights era. He also helped get the Emmett Till Unsolved Civil Rights Act of 2007 passed. He played a major role in getting the Kansas City Police Department to reopen the cold case murder of Kansas City civil rights leader Leon Jordan more than 10 years ago. And many within the community are just saying it's going to be really hard to fill his shoes and to find someone to help carry on that type of legacy. Um, Also, I just want to emphasize that he was a self-taught legal scholar. Like he didn't even finish high school. Uh, I was reading an article and a lot of his friends were just saying he just went to the library and just read as much as he could. Um, So I just think that's incredible. May he rest in peace and in power. Um, Yeah. Thank you, Amari. So now it's time for the discussion, topic of discussion. Like Janae said earlier, it's one year from COVID. So we just want to do like, you know, reminiscing on the last year, um, the ups, downs, what we learned, everything. And we have some list of responses. So it should be a fun conversation. Uh, so Janae, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, so a year ago around today, um, actually prior to a year ago in January. Okay. Mind you guys, I worked at a pretty decent sized news company um, and I managed the homepage for it. So I was seeing all the articles that go up on this website. And in January, there was so much talk about this virus that started um, in China. Like everyone was covering it. Everyone was talking about it lightly at first. And then I saw more and more and more. And they were talking about how it's highly contagious and uh, uh, this, that, the third. And I have text evidence of on January 25th, 
me telling a friend to stay the hell inside because there is a virus going around and that it's probably going to pick up in the U.S. So in January, I knew about this virus. Then February happens. You know, January is my birthday. February is Black History Month, what have you. But um By March, I would say that, and there's a group of Black people that I hung out with in my office, and we would all have lunch together, and we would all be like, you know, this is kind of getting serious. I don't know what's going on. Um, And I know that there was a news correspondent that went abroad, and we were like, are they going to let them come back into the office? Like, how's that going to work? They came back into the office, and we were all like pissed, like, this is weird. Maybe he shouldn't. They're saying people should quarantine. And like less than a week later, they made us work from home permanently Uh, or not permanently, but indefinitely. And I just remember being so pissed off because they literally on Friday, everyone was talking about it. Then on Monday, I come into the office and then they send us home uh, by, I think, 11 o'clock they sent us home. So I was like, that ass y'all made us commute here where there's a killer virus going on for real so there was just so much panic so much fear um directly after that i called my parents and i was like crying on the phone and probably cursing a lot because i have a potty mouth i was just so <laughs> i was just so upset i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do like ah uh, but still having that thought of like this will be cleared up in a few months but for now like New York City's crazy. <laughs> so that was that was me. I think it's funny because I feel like so many offices in New York were just so slow and then it became a hot spot because they just weren't reactive enough. Um and I remember I think me and Janae hung out that weekend before and you were telling me how someone from your office was going to um like going they were like going everywhere I think and I was just like girl you better ask to work from home um and then my office did something similar like okay so my boss like I was reading about Kobe like back in like December and like looking at the numbers and I was like that shit crazy bro I don't know what I would do if I was in lockdown and then here we are um so me and my boss are talking about it and uh my coworker was like oh my god you guys are like overreacting it's not gonna be hit the u.s and my boss is just like no she was like freaking out she was like it's gonna be bad it's gonna be bad and this was like december and so i was like i don't know and then like that week when everything shut down we heard like rumors that like the building next door someone had a covid case someone on like the hbo floor in our building had a covid case and i was like so are we gonna like do something about it because it's like really close of course they didn't do anything about it then it was like wednesday at midnight they were like oh maybe we should do something so they were like yeah you should work from home and then they were like maybe like a month two max and I was like okay I can do that you know I'll just be chilling with my friends in Jersey City um and then I just started having a panic attack because like everything started shutting down like I was supposed to go out my friends at a restaurant they were like nope only take out and then I was like only take out and then everything was just like closed 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 and then I was like freaking out because I'm like oh my god And then I got sick and it fucking sucked and I couldn't get a COVID test. And I was looking at my phone and I have like the tracking of my fever from like March 16th to I think it was like March 16th to March 24th was the first day that 
my fever in like two weeks, like wasn't over a hundred. So March 24th is a good day for me. Um, <laughs> and so it's just, it was just a terrible time. Um, and I just like was staying by myself cause I didn't want my parents to get sick. And my mom was like, I'm going to come help you. And I was like, no, you can't get COVID. So I was just like suffering alone in my apartment. And then I finally came home after I was like not sick and stayed for, with my parents from like I think like April to June or something crazy like that and now I'm here because I'm not in my apartment and I'm getting vaccinated tomorrow so what a year can do yeah um I remember Janae and I texting Kia to check up on her during that time because I think that was when uh it's I think it's like different it's not different, but I think things have a habit of becoming more real when you know someone who could potentially be going through that. And so it was, I think Kia was probably the first person I knew in my personal circle that had shown COVID-like symptoms. I feel like I'm everyone's first person because <laughs> I had it like right then. And then my stupid job was like, yeah, we found it on the 16th floor, which out of the 54 that were there, I'm the 16th and I'm like, fuck, I definitely got COVID. Girl, it was on all the floors. I think if COVID taught us anything, sorry to interrupt you, Amari, but I think if COVID taught us anything, it's how much of a dirty life we were living before and how easily spread this shit can be, especially in a place like New York City. They don't even clean the subways. They don't even clean the subways. And I remember, I think my office shut down like maybe a week before yours, Kia. And I was like, what? we're in New York City. Like if, if places are shutting down, it's time for all of us to shut down because we're on top of each other. It's impossible to work in an office space and not get sick from other people. The fact that the CDC had to like release a, a PSA about how to wash your damn hands. Yeah, that was sad. I was, I was like, like we're at all time. <laughs> I said, what, guys? And remember, there was a time where like we would make jokes. I don't know if y'all had this, but like at my old office, there was like one person that everyone would make a joke about how they don't wash your hands. It was like, ha ha ha, Ned doesn't wash his hands. So that's white like, stuff. Yeah, it is. And I've talked to other people and they were like, yeah, there's always that one person in your office that doesn't wash your hands. And I'm like, how could how could we joke about that? How? I was a germaphobe before this, but after, like there was a period in my life, my parents can attest to this. They all think I'm crazy, but like I refused to use silver silverware in our house because I thought like a water spot meant it was dirty and this was not, this was not good for the planet. So I would only use, I know guys, sorry, my 10 year old self would only use plastic. I was like, not touching any of of this. (laughs) It's nasty. It's not clean. And my parents were like, well, you could just like clean it if you want, Um, which was a good point. But I didn't. Um, But I remember during when COVID started, I was getting ready to go on spring break and visit my sister. And like a few days before I went on a date with this guy, I talk about this later in the podcast, how I was getting excited about like, re-entering the dating scene after having taken a break and I was having a really good time with this guy and he's nice and then all of a sudden we're like the news comes up and they're talking about COVID and we started talking about it and I'm like this is kind of scary I'm not sure like what I should do like how as we're in a restaurant with no (laughs) no masks and anything and then this woman next to us just turns and she's like you guys should take this very seriously she's like I work for I don't know some government company she's like it's spreading. Like y'all need to take it seriously. And I'm just like, 
why the hell was she not in a restaurant? something I thought about at that time. But afterwards, I'm like, yeah, why was she in a restaurant? But I mean, she was right because my butt went to Florida and then all of a sudden stuff, well, not in Florida, but around the world, stuff started to close down. And my school was like, we're going fully remote and I couldn't get on a plane back to North Carolina. So I ended up just staying with my sister for um, at, like a month, but it was, it, it, to me, it felt really mind boggling and confusing. And I kept on trying to like, at that point, I just wanted to get home to see my parents um, because I was just like, I don't know what's going to happen. If like, I was like, if I'm going to die, I want to die at home. So I was just like, was like, I need to get out of here. And it, it was weird because nothing felt really different in Florida. Like people were still going out to I'm restaurants. Sure it still doesn't. It still doesn't. <laughs> I saw a post from Complex People out today spring break. about I think it was Miami. Yeah, spring mm-hmm. break in Florida. People were mobbing. They don't. They Florida does not. Florida and Georgia don't care. Florida, Georgia, and Texas too. Texas be wild. They don't care. They and don't it's care. really confusing when you're in it and you care and you're like no one around here cares. But then you look outside and you're like the world seems to be crumbling. But everyone's acting like it's normal. I was in a. It was like a, a brain. I just like was so confused and I was like I just need to get out of here. I couldn't. I wouldn't, my sister would tell you, I wouldn't leave the apartment. Like the only time I would leave the apartment is to go walk her dog. Yeah, I can't imagine being in Florida during COVID because you would literally just go insane and be like, and also it doesn't matter because if you go to the grocery store, you could get COVID there because people don't care. You don't have to wear masks. Right, I went to the grocery store like, I think a few times with her and she said, Mari, I wore my gloves and my sister was like, anytime anyone came near Mari, she's just like. I would do that too. <laughs> Yeah, I was funny little story. Um, maybe a few a few days after I was sent home, or was it the day I was sent home? Uh, I called my parents because I was like, I have to go to the grocery store, but what do I buy? Like, how do I stock up for an apocalypse? How many cans of beans do I buy? And once again, like I'm managing the homepage for a major news site and all of our stories are COVID, 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 COVID. So I'm freaking out. Call my mom, start crying on the phone. Like, can I come home? I'm like sobbing and my mom's like, no, you have to stay. What if you're contagious? You have to stay for at least a few weeks. And my dad was like, "Uh, bring your baby home. I'm gonna drive down to Brooklyn to get my baby. And they had like a little spat, I guess, because my mom was like, no, Darren, she can bring COVID back. And he was like, I don't care. It was like a whole thing. Oh my God, such a mess. And I think, I think that might bring us to our next um, thing. Yeah, we just wanted to do like general recap on like the COVID fear and like the panic stuff with like people buying everything in the goddamn grocery store. You can't get soap. You can only buy like one paper towel. (laughs) (laughs) And this was just such a funny time because I remember I was home by the end of March. Um, And my mom is like, wear gloves. We need to stock up. My dad was like trying to stock up on toilet paper. I think he still does have a stockpile of toilet paper somewhere. (laughs) So people overbuying toilet paper, hand sanitizer, thermometers, Tylenol, because you guys remember that story that came out that was saying like Advil or Aleve are like don't react well with with COVID. Um, Lysol wipes, which are still hard to get, um, and meat I know that at uh, grocery store Wegmans, Gang Gang, uh, they had like little stickers on products. So like the canned goods, it would be like only one per person. And if you got to the checkout and had like two, 
they would be like, you have to put that back. And I'm pretty sure my dad tried to bully Oh. young cashiers and two letting him take more than one item several times a six foot four black man being looking like, back it's like eh. wild that we were like <laughs> fighting at the grocery store it's wild bro i witnessed i witnessed this woman i'm just in the grocery store this woman's behind me and i just suddenly hear this man be like you can't touch more than one thing and she's like what and he's like if you're gonna buy something then just pick up one thing don't touch more than one thing and they legit start arguing at each like with each other oh and it's not God. the time to even be like arguing April. too because y'all talking <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy i remember um i just like that day that friday and like <laughs> Y'all, I was hyped. I thought it was going to be a work from home party every day. Like me and my friends literally like started a bucket list of restaurants we were going to go out to. Like we were just like ready. This was before everything shut down. And that's why I started. That's why I had a panic attack because I was like, wait, I have this huge plan. Like party every night. You're like, wait, I was wrong. Wait, I was wrong. Yeah. So me and my friends, I don't I'm sure we did not have the day off, but all of our asses were just not working that day. I don't know why. I guess we were just like, fuck it, work from home. And we just like went out in Jersey City, like went around to the restaurants. And then I just then like I wasn't eating. And my friends like, Are you okay? I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm not feeling good about this. And then we like went to the grocery store. It was packed. Um it was just ridiculous. And then when I had to get like a thermometer, I felt like the Hunger Games because I had to call every single pharmacy in Jersey City. And they were like, if you can come in 30 minutes, you can get this one. And I was like, yes. And I was like dying with my fever. And I was like, I have to get the thermometer. And I got like one of the last ones in Jersey City. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. Um, I think another thing that I wanted to broach on was the wearing of gloves. And this is for my mother, because I hope you're listening to this. But it was like a big thing in the beginning of the pandemic. And actually, I still see people on the subway wearing gloves. But it was a huge thing where people would be like wearing masks. And there was a thing with like people taking the N95 masks, being like, no, don't take them from health workers. Ah. Um, and also wearing gloves. So I did a little research. The CDC says basically don't wear gloves unless you're taking care of someone Wait, sick. this is recent? Um, yeah. I Google. I went on the CDC's website, typed up wearing gloves. But do we said, think the CDC is at all accurate? Because I don't. Yes. I think they're very okay. accurate. I, I, I think the issue is, is that this is a new virus and they're still figuring out stuff as it comes out. That's true. But I do I, think that you also have to wait and the new york times always talks about this too about like how you have to like convey messages and i just feel like the cdc just the constant like okay just think before you speak because i think the constant like okay double mass actually now triple mass actually now don't mass and then all that is just like confusing and then when they said like oh all vaccinated people can like hang out indoors but like still wear a mask outside but still like maybe you can be around one person or it's always just like you guys got to get the messaging right because I know it's like I mean, you're honestly, trying hardest, that, but, but I don't know. But at that point, you, my thought process is if the CDC is saying all these different precautions, your ass just needs to stay the fuck home. 
Sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. No, 100 <laughs> percent. But I just don't think we you know how stupid America is. I just think like you need to operate on the stupidity of Americans and we need to give it to them straight because I just think like, oh, actually, don't mask only if you're sick. OK, now mask, now double mask, now triple mask. And it's like we're a year into this. No one's triple masking. Yeah. And I think the I think not the issue is that there is like also this misconception about like what the vaccine is and like what it's going to do. And I think a lot of people will be like, I I mean, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of posts of like, oh, I'm going to be on my hot girl summer, whatever, whatever. I'm like, nah, y'all need to have the mildest summer too, like last year, because we need to still be doing, you, you know, everything that we've you know, been doing. And I think it's like this, I mean, it's hard because you want to balance having hope, but you also like want to be cautious. And I think maybe for me, at least this year, is I feel like every time we had a piece of hope, it was just like swept. It was just like swept away. So I'm not leaning into it. I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing because also the numbers say like the decline in cases has stopped. And there are, again, I think people think COVID and they think one thing and it's like, no, there are multiple variants of this thing. You don't know which strain you're going to get and you won't find out how your body is going to fight that off with the vaccine until you get it. So true. And I, we have that listed more of like our hope for COVID. Um, but is there anything else you want to touch on for like panic fear? I thought the the Twitter jokes about black people can't get COVID was my favorite thing because those are so great. But that also turned dark now because like mostly black and but I know, but white people suck because they definitely gave it to us. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> the, the tweets Agreed. are funny while it lasts. I think like who was the first one? Who was the first black person? Was it like Idris Elba or someone? And we were like, damn, black folks can get COVID. It was Idris Elba or some yeah, basketball I think he did, player. And he did and his it, wife got COVID. Didn't it start with like something on Twitter talking about how like it's 2020 and this is the year black people like rise up or oh, something like that or get so superpowers? Black were superpower. It was because like, I think that was the Saturn and Saturn uh uranus like conjunction or aquarius year of aquarius all the astrology stuff but it was like yeah black people are supposed to get superpowers there's just some fun tw- like twitter yeah those are great i thought it came from that but i could be wrong i, I thought was, it like, was kind of winter like- solstice so like oh never mind i'm off yeah. <laughs> but black people <laughs> still are awesome <laughs> um i also quickly wanted to talk about the homemade masks that were just you know everyone's auntie was making a mask out of a t-shirt guys cloth masks aren't great just just you might put that out there you might as well not be wearing one tell us that before but see here's here's the thing i stand by the cdc i trust the cdc i think the cdc is just as confused as we are fuck you cdc like Listen no, to fucking Kia. Like- Shut up. <laughs> Listen to the CDC. My th- but if you're not listening to scientists and professionals and doctors, who are you going to listen to? Exactly. Donald I Trump. trust. I'm kidding. <laughs> Someone mute her. Boys and mute. Mute I trust- her mic. Listen to me. I trust science. I trust scientists. I trust them. It's just COVID. The girl. This strain. COVID nineteen is a new bitch. We're not used to new bitch Figure at the it club. Out. That's Figure it. it out, CDC. Figure it out. That's it. I trust the CDC. I trust you to, a, to a degree. Me. I'm still going to do whatever I can. I, 
I will say that I did get like a CNN um, news update saying that like school kids could be three feet apart now instead of six. And I'm like, y'all pushing it. Y'all just trying to save money now. But I generally trust the CDC. I do to an extent. Um, How do you feel about getting sick now? With the pandemic, same way I felt last year. I don't. I don't even know what I said. Oh, I said I. I won't be as afraid of getting sick now that I'm getting vaccinated. I'll feel more at peace if all my family is vaccinated, since that's the only people I really hang out with. Um, and it also makes me sad that you know, like for the people who like lost a lot during this year, like the people who died and the people who lost their jobs and people who are like still currently struggling. Um, Cause I think a lot of us think like, Oh, the pandemic's almost over, but there's still a lot of people who are like about to be evicted and shit. And it's just really sad how the government like handled it slash is handling it. And um, I don't know. I feel like it's not going to get better with the, I feel like if anything, this year has told us like change your policy and we're just kind of like, Nope, we'll keep it the same. Um, so yeah, and I said, oh, it just makes me annoyed with the amount of like selfishness I've seen and like the people who are on the like opposite spectrum of that selfishness are like the ones like, I don't know, getting like hurt the most by this, so. Yeah, I can agree with that. I I feel more so angry and sad than afraid at this point. In the beginning, it was a lot of fear and now I'm just mad about the way this country has handled it and continues to handle it and how it's kind of like you see rich people and celebrities who can, you know, just take advantage of cheap flight tickets and go wherever and and do whatever um, and post all this shit on social media. Like to me, it's one thing if you're like, I wanna get out and go somewhere, whatever, but like, don't post about it. Don't post about it on social media. Just don't. Don't be like, oh, I'm living lavish out here. Nah, um, I'm not as afraid for myself as I was. I mean, I've got the first part of the COVID vaccine already. I'm going to be getting the second part in about a week. Um, and I'm also going to be living alone pretty soon. And my entire family is also vaccinated. So I'm feeling... I'm feeling less afraid for myself, but just angry at this point because our country is is ass. And like Kia said, we need to change policy. And this is really, really like put a spotlight on that, but we're still not doing anything. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm always afraid of sick, getting sick even before COVID literally Again, I'm a hypochondriac a bit. Um, so anything, anytime's wrong, I'm, I convince myself I'm dying. And that's why I'm also scared to get kicked off my parents' insurance because I'd be going to them doctors a lot. Um, but yeah, I think I'm, I kind of feel the same way as I feel last year. Like I'm, I'm still pretty scared. Uh, I just want to, I'm, I'm scared. And then I think I get more scared realizing that people's comfort level is getting higher again so then that makes me feel like there's more opportunity to get sick um and also like i've been lucky enough to be vaccinated like you know my my parents are doctors so they got vaccinated pretty early on but a lot of my family actually doesn't live in you know we're jamaican uh have family in guyana a lot of us don't live in this country and uh it's harder to get a vaccine it's like they're fighting to you know figure out what to do and so it's it's like while it's like i'm glad to see things progressing for 
in America with that, it's kind of like, well, what does the rest of the world look like? And what does it look like for those black and brown countries? Um, Cause it's like, y'all were real quick to try to test things there. But when it comes to distribution, I don't see any real quick to vacation there too. And you're real quick to vacation there too. And that's just like, it's, I, and I think I'm just sad about, it cause I was talking to my grandmother the, the other day, who's like 84. Um, and I think she's just like, you know, spent a year inside, like hasn't seen any of her kids, any of her family, you know, a, a lot of, I mean, a lot of her friends were dying before this just from natural causes. And so then you add COVID on top of it and she just doesn't know when she's going to get a vaccine. And my other grandmother is about to be a hundred in September. And it's just like, I just want to see my family, but like the way people were acting out here, it ain't going to happen. I don't know. It's just frustrating. Um, Do you guys want to talk about any side effects you had from the vaccine? Cause you two got it. Hopefully I'll be vaccinated tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got the Pfizer, the first part of the Pfizer shot. Um, I didn't have any side effects, really. I felt really sleepy the day I got it. Um, and my arm was very sore. It felt like I got hit really hard in um, my arm. But other than that, no, I think New York State is doing a very good job of, I don't know, having a lot of vaccines. So personally, for me, it was very easy to schedule an appointment. Um, So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was lucky enough uh, through my grad program because I I teach. I was able to qualify within an earlier group to get it. So I got the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, which is also like nice because I interned there over the summer. Um, But uh yeah, I got like after a few hours, I think I started to hit where I started to get tired, got a headache. Um, I got chills at one point and my body just felt heavy. So, I mean, you know, general like flu like symptoms, but I guess people have been saying that's like a sign that like your body's like working against, you know, um, like you're trying to build up an immunity. Uh and I remember someone asked me, like, knowing all this, would you do it again? I'm like, yeah, bitch. Like, give me the vaccine. I'm like, question. what are you like? What? I will Hell do yeah. this again. Do you guys know that? What is it like a TikTok? And then the girl's like, I'll do it again. <laughs> or Twitter me. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. I would 100% do it again. I can't believe there was a point where we first started talking about the vaccine and I was like, I don't know. Now I'm like, but yeah, me, <laughs> me too. Sign me up. That was the same way. Means- exactly. I'm like, if it means that I'll be okay. So I was able to, I qualified to get it early because of my BMI, um, because they're basically finding out that, you know, chunky, obese and overweight people um, go down hard with COVID. And I know that in the beginning of the pandemic, I read about an article about this guy who he was overweight. His father, who's like in his eighties, got COVID, but was fine. And then he got COVID and he was young. He was like 30 or something like that, got COVID and he was out for the count on ventilators, all this other stuff. I, you know, found a picture of this guy and I'm like, he's just a little bit overweight. Like he's a bigger guy. He's maybe like six, two and 200 something pounds. But I'm like, bro, that's me. Like, if his ass is on a ventilator, I'm going to be on a damn ventilator. I ain't trying to be the only 27-year-old up here laid up. So I was shook for a while because I'm chonky. Um, I don't know where I was going with this, but you the got point vaccinated, is, though. 
I got vaccinated, so your girl feels a little better. It's okay. Get your vaccine if you qualify. I got asthma, so I'm getting my vaccine. Um, <laughs> so how do we feel about like the whole year being stuck inside? I have mixed feelings. Um, I'll quickly talk about mine. So I just feel restless at this point. Um, I think in the beginning of the pandemic, I was really making sure to be like, okay, let me do paint pours. Let me read a book. Let me do X, Y, and Z. So I you really were doing those paint feeling. pours. I, I was really trying to dodge the feeling that I feel right now where it's like, I want to do so much yet. I don't feel like doing anything. Like I don't feel like watching TV anymore. I don't feel like reading books. I don't feel like looking at my phone or talking or working. Um, I just want to go outside and do something fun and mindless. But every time I go outside, I feel exhausted. So I just feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Janae's worth Janae's work ethic has slipped. I don't feel like doing shit. That's anymore. okay. It's been a whole Nothing. year. I think. Um, I think at first I was like, I'm a type of person. I'm weird. I just never get bored. There's always like a million things I could be doing. So like, if I'm home alone forever for a whole year. I can figure out something. So I just like never get bored. And I was like, yeah, I have time to do what I want. I have time to work on my podcast more. I'm really hyped with all the stuff. Um, so I was hyped. And I also was like, I don't, I like the feeling not feeling like FOMO. Not that I get FOMO a lot, but like, you know, on a Saturday night, if you don't have anything planned and you're, you're on social media, you're like, fuck people are going out. And I'm like, home alone. I don't know if anyone else feels that way, but sometimes I'm like, ah, shit, I feel like I'm wasting my life. Um, so I, 100%. Yeah, so, you're not you're not alone okay. in that at all. like I just loved feeling like everyone's home alone I don't have FOMO because no one's doing anything and I love that feeling um but now I'm kind of like numb to it I guess like some days are harder than others because I'm like yo what's happening but I do when I look look at it I'm like yo I like wasted a a year almost two years in my 20s and now I just kind of regret some things because I'm like I don't know how how much my body's gonna look like this. I don't know if I'm gonna look great forever. Um, I should date more. I should travel more. I should party more. Even though I do that a lot, but I'm like I should do it more. And now I feel like I'm ready to like get a higher paying job, live alone, party more, date more, see my friends. And I'm just like thinking about my early twenties, and I'm like, yo, I spent way too much time worrying about stuff like my job and dudes stressing me out when really I should have been like, fuck this job and went somewhere else. Or I should have been like, it's, it's going to figure itself out or like, fuck this dude. And I'll cry with dudes for six months. Damn. I wasted six months crying over this dude. I should have just got another one. So now I'm on that energy where I'm like, nah, let's go. I don't even care if I'm unemployed. I'm gonna have a great summer. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I find this so interesting. I mean, I, I was always a homebody, so it didn't, it didn't, to me, it was like, okay, I can, I'll be at home. I'm always at home. That doesn't matter. I like my home. Um, but I think it has been just confusing and like feeling like you're in this perpetual time warp, like every day is the same. And, um, like, you're just hoping that like the day, nothing bad happens that day <laughs> essentially. And, but I've also felt very confused, like, this has been a really hard, like I've been lucky where thankfully my family's still, you know, healthy and intact and COVID didn't ravage, like ravage its way through us. Um, 
so it's it's been like weird to see so much like other destruction be happening around you and not necessarily happening to you in the same way um and I think it's also been like, I've really been blessed this year. And that like, you know, a lot of people, again, like a lot of people have been losing their jobs. Um, we saw it, you know, here and I didn't have that same thing, you know, like I'm in grad school, so I'm, and I'm TAing. So at least I had a, you know, a consistent stream of, of income coming in. And like, I had other oppor- other great opportunities come my way. And it's just like this weird, I don't know, this like, I don't know, but then also feeling stuck, like, the things that I wanted, I envisioned, like didn't get to, I guess, like happen. I, I don't know. It's it's just a lot of confusing feelings because I feel like the ways in which I wanted my life to progress didn't, but I've still been able to watch other people progress in that way, even during COVID. And I think that's sometimes when I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, is it like a comparison thing? Yeah, like a comparison thing, but also, and I, I mean, like I've progressed in certain ways, but I've always felt comfortable in my career, so. But you on TV, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I know. Say, you have a whole ass spot on ESPN right now. No, right? no, I know. And, and that's why I'm saying it's weird because like, opportun- like great opportunities have happened for me, but they've also happened to me while I'm inside. Like I'm on TV. Oh, uh, okay. But I think I know what you Yeah, mean. like I'm on, like, that's great. Like I got this new gig, but I can't even, you know, like. Are you feeling like you can't enjoy it or like celebrate yeah, it in a way? Yeah, or like, it, or you yeah, like I can't, like, I can't even meet the people I'm working with. I don't know, like, Got how you. that's gonna, like, you know, pan out. Like, my parents get to, I can't even celebrate with my family. Um, and then also, it's like this weird, like, the act of watch. It's just like this, I don't know. It's just weird, guys. I just think everything has just been weird for me. Um, so I think I'm still trying to, I've been reading articles about people saying, like, what it'll mean for us to like actually reflect on the year of collective and persistent trauma and how that will play out in the future. And I think I still haven't processed the trauma of this year. And so I don't think, I don't think most people have to be honest. Yeah. I feel like it's something you can't really reflect on until we're like really removed from it. And I don't know how, I don't know when that will be, but that brings us to our next point of like, do you guys think they're, is like an up and up and if we can have a summer i know amari kind of already <laughs> went into hers and i feel like me all three of ours are different <laughs> um i'm feeling rather positive about it um once again i'm getting vaccinated i'm about to live alone so i'm feeling positive i of course don't think that things will be the same as they were in the past. But I, I'm i planning on having a fun summer. And, and for me, fun doesn't necessarily look like mobbing every weekend. For me, fun will look like just being able to go outside and find a park and read a book. You know what I mean? Like, for me, that will be fun because this winter was actually pretty rough. Just, just emotionally, spiritually, it was rough. Um, so I feel like summer will just be like a nice and we can see things start to move back. I do think that in New York state, there are going to be a lot more people vaccinated by even May. Um, so I think things will start to look up more. Okay. Amari, what about you? I feel like Amari is the cautious one of the group. So (laughs) I, my, I think it's funny. My mom, like, I think there is definitely, 
I don't know if it's like an immigrant thing or if it's just a Jamaican thing, but we paranoid and I take after my mom. So I'm just. What has you paranoid? Do, do you think like people are just going to be out here being stupid and then we're really going to be pushed back or like. I don't. I, yeah, I think it's just like the the idea. Like, I don't trust. No, I don't trust anyone except for myself. So I'm just going to do what I can control. And I, I mean. I think people will have the summers that they want to have. Like, I think people will do what they need to do to make sure that they have this kind of summer they want to have. And I think that's what scares me because people really want their summer. Um. Yeah. I mean, especially if you live in the Northeast and like you've had a year of COVID, like Janae said, this winter was fucking brutal. And for me, I've been paranoid about winter since last summer because i'm like fuck i'm about to really be in this house unemployed for a whole winter and so that sucked and i'm like yeah you know what? i deserve a fucking summer listen i'm not, i don't know if i'm gonna do a hot girl summer probably not probably not gonna do that would i like it yeah i would but for me summer like if i had an ideal summer it's like a lot of traveling a lot of food festival a lot of big events a lot of day parties a lot of clubbing like i like big things i like big events it's my personality and for me, it's like, I'm not going to have it if it's like restricted. Like, I'd rather just not go if it's like, okay, we'll have this party, but everybody going to be six feet apart. And like, everyone has to wear a mask at this party. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'd rather just not go. So like, I feel like I won't even have that summer and I'm, I'm probably not going to travel just because like restrictions and, um, but like, I'll, tr- I'm going to try to do a little more than last summer because last summer I was pretty much at home. Um, still a little paranoid didn't do outdoor dining till like September because I like was still very like nervous about things but now I'll feel like a little better especially with my mom being vaccinated I'm vaccinated so I want to do more like I guess outdoor events like outdoor bars and outdoor things I don't know will be available but I'm trying to do a little more than last year I'm gonna do it I'm gonna gonna do it I I think I'm so interested in not, I don't want to be like people like you, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, I'm just like so interested because I've never had, I just like don't enjoy being around people I don't know. So, like, my first thing uh, I love with COVID I love is not going to be going around stranger. And, like, my thing is, I've always said, like, if I'm going to get sick from something, I'd rather get it from someone I know than someone. It don't matter. You still sick. I know, I but it. I know there's just some, I feel like there's just like, I think for me, it's been like, I want to do more like intimate things. Like if I can get together with like a small group of friends that maybe I haven't seen in a year, you know, scratch that. I just want to be able to have my family, like my whole family in like one room. Like we have not been together since Christmas, 2020. Listen, I've been with this family for too goddamn long and I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. If we want to keep it real. I love my family, but I'm sick of seeing y'all every goddamn day. I am. I'm sick of it. I want a new boyfriend. I want a new <laughs> fling for the summer. And I want to meet new people. Oh. And I like the energy. Yeah. And that's where I am. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the same wavelength because once again, I live alone or I'm about to live alone. I'm going to be vaccinated. I'm moving to a new part of New York City. Listen, I'm trying to mingle. Will I still wear a mask when I go outside? Yes. Will I still be safe and tell people? Because I do that now when like I hang out with people. I'll be like, hey, hung out with someone last week. And they're like, all right, cool. And I'm like, all right, cool. 
Listen, I'm, I will hit on you with the mask on. Show me that mask. Let me see what I'm working with. Exactly. Do I need to hit it or quit? Let's go. I'm ready. I'm, okay. I hit on no, oh, you, no, because that yes. mask be high. Pull down that mask. No, see me. Oh no, let me see. Wait, it. you want them to pull? No, that's why you can't yes. be hitting people. Yeah, that's why you can't be starting all these relationships in COVID no, because you need it. to keep the mask Quick. on and then you can't even see what's under the mask. Listen, that's why apps- I'm going to ask you to pull down that mask so I can see what I'm working with. And dating with. apps ain't working no more. I'm sick of they this shit. They never work. They never work. They never work. And that's why I'm going to go up to you and start hitting on dudes. I'm shooting my shot. I'm shooting my shot. Summer 2021. Because- I ain't about to be in Florida. I ain't about to be mobbing. I ain't about to be going to no club. But will I hit? If you cute in Jersey, me and Janae will come for you. We will That's come it. for you. Me and Kia gotta have a night. We gotta have some nights. Yay. It's not safe. If you over six feet, I'm coming for you. Amari, come for us. I can feel your judgment and I accept your judgment. But listen, I am lonely. I am lonesome right now. I am ready. 2020 I'm unemployed I I got nothing to do let's go I was supposed to date in 2020 (laughs) 2020 I was supposed to date I was supposed to be out here I was supposed to start hitting on men's folk and it didn't happen and now 2021's here I'm a year older a year wiser a little bit more financially stable listen bitch listen as long as he got his shit together I got my shit together we ain't hanging around no old people we ain't hanging around our parents I just looked at what are some of the things you want to do. And Janae's was, I'm trying to travel, date, and party. And I said, same as Janae. <laughs> Bro, that, this, this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm trying to do with my life. And maybe, you know, when the world is safer, which I feel like this summer, the world's going to be a little bit safer. I'm trying to travel. I'm trying to date. I'm trying to party. I got a whole year of my life ripped from me. And you about to get several more if this is what no. this is what happens, people. Wait, oh. I'm looking, I'm laughing at our response and then Omari's like wholesome response about her grandmother after. <laughs> Literally, I just said I want to hug my grandma and be able to be with my whole family. And like I would love to be able to touch someone and not feel like I'm about to die. Like <laughs> meanwhile, me and Kia are like, I'm trying to fuck. <laughs> meanwhile, me and Kia. But you know what? You know what? I, I will say, I will say. Kia and I have probably been able to see our families a little bit more than you have, Omar. Too much, too much. I'm trying to move to Texas. Like you're all, you're down south, and I'm in New York State. Kia's in Jersey. Like we can see our families a little bit more, which is why we're probably like, love y'all, but spent several months with you guys. Which I know you Listen. spent several months with your family too, but still, it's like. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was the other day that hit me. I was like, oh wow, I have not seen my sister in almost a year Mm. like I have not been collectively with my family for over a year and that's just something I've never experienced in my life and we're like super close I think maybe me and my like I think me and my sister are always like we're before this we were like we're too close to our family like our parents where it's like they know everything and maybe they shouldn't and now it's just weird to have like been physically removed from all of us um but yeah I mean but I mean at the same time I like also, even, you know, I, there are parts of me that do want to do what y'all are saying. Like, I want I would love to, like, mingle and, like, feel the energy of other people and do shit. But you could do it safely. But scared Amari is like, I'm going to just stay inside and just. Maybe if there's anything maybe I'll go I to learned, a park. <laughs> anything I learned from COVID, which is our next thing of like, what do we learn? 
part of it was chilling out and part of it was having patience. And I realized that patience is a constant battle, at least for me, where the universe keeps goddamn testing me. I don't know what, because I think I I did great in 2019. And then the universe was like, nah, bitch, do it again. So <laughs> I feel like that's that's something. But I also feel like I really want to appreciate like being young. And I feel like when I look back, I just like was always just stressed out about this job. And like at the end of the day, it didn't matter. Like it, the result was still the same. I just stressed myself out. I put so much pressure on myself to like be at this position at 24 and I still didn't make it. I'm still unemployed now. Like, I think like my future is brighter, but I wish I just didn't stress out as much or like stress out about dudes. So I'm like, you know what? I want to live life to the fullest. And like, I'm young now. I really want to like take advantage of this. So like after COVID, I don't know if it's summer or fall, but after it, I am really trying to be out and about and travel and me and all this stuff. But I just I just look back and I'm like, damn, I don't want to look back at my whole 20s and be like, damn, I really stressed myself out for no reason. Yeah, I can I can more so I, I, I can identify with that so much. I do feel like COVID has taught me to I don't know, just kind of like sit in my feelings and that sitting in my feelings is is okay. And I think I'm still learning this lesson. I think a lot of times I try to, like, I try to anticipate being sad or I try to anticipate being bored. So I kind of be like, all right, you're going to get out the house. You're going to do X, Y, and Z. You're going to, you're going to do it. And COVID has just kind of taught me that like, it's all right to be musty and don't put no clothes on and don't go outside. Like that's okay. And I also, weird enough, think that I learned the value of wearing baggier clothes as a six foot tall, curvy woman, my entire life wearing baggy clothes has been like, nope, nope, nope. You're going to look like a man. You're going to look like a man. Um, and now I'm kind of like, I like wearing sweatpants. I like it. Enjoy your sweats. I also learned that people are selfish and that's something that's yes, really hard to you grapple just with. Learned? Well, I don't, I think some people, I didn't expect them to be selfish and then they were. So that was like a little hard to like process. And I knew people were selfish, but not to the extent of like when there's a deadly virus of like Florida. I don't know. I just didn't think it would be that extreme. But now I'm like, damn, yo, it's really a doggy dog world. People are, you know, concerned with with themselves. Um, You know, if there's anything, I'm about to blast myself real quick. I've been so selfish. I think a lot of us have been the entire idea of what me and Kia just literally said of like, we want to go out here. We want to be out here. As long as our family is safe, we cool. That's the that's the issue. But that's how everyone has been operating for a year. I'm saying like that's the issue with the American mentality. It's I come first. And if more people felt and thought like Amari did we wouldn't be, this country wouldn't be the way it is right now. I mean, right now I'm functioning with kind of like, if you can't beat them, join them. But we <laughs> definitely need more people like Amari in this country. And we wouldn't be in this predicament if there were more people like her. So True. But at least I'm doing my fuck shit when I'm vaccinated. I was doing my fuck shit before I was vaccinated. But <laughs> I, I mean, I was staying at home doing nothing. Just, I mean, I'm also not going to like bask. I mean, thank you, Janae that like thank you but no but also I'm not gonna lie like I did travel at one point but I think it was I think it was that travel that really like that I think that was that was me being selfish and me instantly regretting what I did because I came back like I had like a 
panic attack in the airport. I think I was under the impression that no one was traveling. So like, maybe if I did this one little thing, it'd nah, be okay. They, nah, they traveling. I was like, oh my God. They I asked. could feel, I could just like feel it just, you know. And then when I came back, I got sick and I don't know what it, I was sick with. That could have been, you know, whatever. I, but I was just like, you know what? This is, I was like, this is why you don't venture out, Amari. This is why you don't do things because you know you shouldn't. And then you do the one time you do that one thing, you're just like, I mean, like, yeah, it felt like it was good, but like the anxiety of being on a plane and that close to people. And then like, I think that's something you got to ease into. Yeah. But that was my, that was my one weak moment. And I instantly regretted it. Well, I didn't instantly, that's all. I didn't instantly regret it. It was when I got home. <laughs> I was like, maybe I shouldn't. It's okay. A year is a long time to just stay inside. Um, do we want to go on like the greatest things that happened during COVID? Sure. Janae got a whole list. Oh, that was me. I put it under, it under Janae. Janae. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I meant to just tag her to be like, I added this. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I ain't make that list. Um, but I can, I can quickly say the greatest things for me um, was getting laid off. Um, and getting a new job, uh, becoming more financially stable due to unemployment, being able to live home with my parents. Um, these little stimmy checks been hitting and going straight into my savings or investing in myself um, and being able to spend a lot more time with my family than I have in previous years. I think this year I've been able to spend more time with my family than I have since like college. So that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I have to agree with all that. I mean, I do was a little bitter about being laid off only because of the situation. But I do looking back being like, wow, I've been able to network so much. And like someone just referred me to Twitter and I'm like, that's my dream job. So I don't think I would have ever Key made that Twitter. connection. Like, I, listen, Twitter, is Twitter. <laughs> I am Twitter, bro. I be applying. I be stalking everybody at Twitter. <laughs> so you will get a message from me and they do respond back. So I'm like, I'm about to be there. Tech, I'm coming for you. But yeah, I'm happy I was able to invest more in like my networking and my applying and still saving money. Um, even though I'm still annoyed about it, but I'll be fine once Twitter hire me. Um and, and yeah, so Janae's thing was very good. And I have a lot more money in my bank account, which I never could have imagined. Um, and I'm being smart with it. So, yeah, I should be thankful about that. Um, but I just put stuff that I thought most people would like, like DJ Nice. What else did I put in here? Um, the Versus, Cinderella on Disney+. Plus. Um, we got some good music. I like The Weeknd and Dua Lipa and Chloe and Haley's album. Um, I do feel like people bought more from Black-owned businesses, including myself. I did buy more. I mean, it sucks that it's because like people died, but you know, we're using the white guilt to our advantage. And I feel like that's all we can do. If they got to hire more black folk and they're going to buy more from us, then we go make them feel guilty to do so is how I see it. Um, I also said growing so-called Oreos, this podcast, I liked Meghan Markle spilling the tea on the Royal family. Um, insecure just was my highlight for an April and May. It was just like, amazing and i would just like talk with my friends about insecure so i love that um turning georgia blue getting trump out of the goddamn office okay <laughs> yeah. 
It's still making people mad. It's still making people mad. It's crazy. No, there was just a there was just a representative going after Cardi on Twitter the other day talking about like they're still going in on Cardi B for making you're on national television, whopping yourself on the stage. And I'm like, go ahead, girl, whop. Like, y'all see that video? You see that Candace Owens said she was going to sue Cardi B for WAP. I just feel like you don't have a wet ass pussy if you're mad at you the don't. song. I just or feel you're like having you don't bad have sex. it. I like what? you're repressed. What is this? Work on it. Oh, in this house. There's exactly. Like I don't. <laughs> why does that consume your day? Anyway, continue, Kia. Yeah. No, I just I just love it making white folk mad. It's just amazing. Um, I'm like as if that's the raunchiest song they've ever heard. Like I can think of Lollipop by Lil Wayne. Magic or like stick. literally anything else, magic <laughs> yeah. stick, candy shop, anything. Um, but I just think it's funny because it's like y'all are so racist and misogynistic, Nobody's mad and like it's just funny. As save a horse, ride a cowboy, are they? No one's mad no. at that. Well, people are mad because he's gay. But oh wait, not that one. Sorry, I'm thinking about Little Nas X. What's the song he has? Um, I'm gonna take Is- my Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Uh, old Town. Okay, yeah, I love him too. He's amazing. Um, and yeah, Beyonce. With Black as King and Blue Ivy winning a Grammy. Some of the highlights I could think of. Yeah, I just really enjoyed, like, the collective watching and, like, viewing things. Like, I feel like we were all collectively watching certain shows, watching certain movies, just, like, paying attention to cultural moments and just being able to, like, not really... I feel like this is the most online I've ever been, but I needed to be the most online because that's been my interaction with people um yeah i mean i think it, it was a, definitely in the mix of it like there was um there was nice stuff or like hamilton like i remember people even though i we know i had mixed feelings on the whole plot thing and you know not addressing the fact that these were guys were slave masters um but after years of not being able to afford tickets and just hearing people talk about Hamilton and actually being able to see it and be like, oh, this kind of this music kind of good. Um, I thought that was fun. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You said Tiger King, too. I almost forgot about yes, that. That was, really- that was crazy. Um, but yeah, they got some good. There was someone made like a really fun video, too, from Tiger King. I can't remember what it was. Carol Baskin. Like a great story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carol Baskin <laughs> killed her husband. <laughs> Carol, it wasn't killed her husband. Trash her husband. Trash him. Yeah. Something. <laughs> like yeah, that was it didn't happen. Yeah. Carol Baskin. Yeah. <laughs> that was big on TikTok. Um, did we want to get social responses? I don't think I had any on Twitter. Yeah, we just had a few on Instagram. Someone said better than a year ago, but folks are still being foolish. Someone else said over it. She gonna drag us. I know, right? <laughs> drag me, sis. Drag me. I you, need to get outside, but drag me. You can at me. I don't yeah. care. At me. Someone else said. Someone else said over it, and then another person said, "I feel stuck and defeated because things just keep getting worse." I get that. I get that. I saw Crystal from The Read. She was like very like kind of a hypochondriac. But it's interesting to see her tweets now because she's like, I'm vaccinated. I'm ready to be a hoe. And she literally dead ass had no one over her house for like a year. So it's just interesting. So I'm like, if Crystal can do it, maybe I can do it. That's exactly how I'm feeling. I'm like, I'm getting vaccinated, bitch. Like, (laughs) yeah, when I I saw that church, I was like, yes. Listen, I'm trying to manifest living alone, too. 
Please, Lord, let me just be employed by Twitter. You heard it first. That's all I want. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I, oh, I feel so nervous about this just real quick. I know we're about to wrap up, but I told my landlord that like I'm leaving May 1st um, and I'm just feeling very like, oh, like what if something happens at the last minute? What if something bad happens? Oh, stop. Um, Don't think yeah, that. I'm, I'm trying not to. You're going to get very, out. I'm very excited. Living alone is finally about to become a possibility for me. It's something I've wanted for so long. So I'm just feeling very like I'm so close. I'm so close. Okay. Anyway, there was nothing. If you want to do a Jersey City tour, I can come and help you out. Definitely. Definitely. All my friends are moving to Jersey like when I move out. Like you, my best friend Mackenzie moved there like in March. No, December. So I only had three months with her. And then my best friend Bacola moved when I moved out. So I'm like, well, goddamn, I've been here for four years. Gang, but it's gang. okay. I'm going to be there. Y'all just going to be see Kia around in Jersey City like thinking I still live there, but I don't. I'm going to be around them. Listen, rent is looking nice in Jersey City. There's a girl that I'm friends with from work. She just got her own apartment in Brooklyn, paid $1,700 for spacious one bedroom. I'm like, I'm trying to pay twelve or 1300 for a spacious one bedroom in Jersey City. It's possible. Oh, it's definitely possible. But anyway, um, we ain't got nothing for shits, y'all. So we can take this bitch out. I wonder if people are going <laughs> to... I really want to hear people's responses to like this episode because I think it'll be interesting and we will not get offended like literally you can curse me out I don't yeah. care I, I would love to hear your opinion drag on me, it sis. drag me yeah this this skin is pretty thick for the most part so you could just say whatever I actually want to hear it um okay does anyone have anyone else to say <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Thanks guys so much for tuning into this episode of So-Called Oreos. You can talk to us on all social media at So-Called Oreos. You can email us at so-called Oreos at gmail.com with any questions, feedback, anything you want. And you can listen to us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And we would love it if you could just like give us a nice five-star rating, subscribe, leave a review, anything like that. Um, <laughs> until next time. Bye. 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 All right. No intro, no intro. Let's just go. Have you got that top five greatest of all time list? You know, top five best songs for the last hour of a road trip, your favorite World Series moments, or top five things not to say in your best man speech? Welcome to the Top Five Ways of Being Human, a weekly podcast where each episode we chew the flavor out of your top five lists and see if the things you like can tell us stories about who you really are. What's your top five? 